Welcome once again to The Key Message, a weekly podcast put out by the Australian National Centre for the Public Awareness of Science, where we explore tips, hints, other ideas and ways of thinking about communicating your research. I'm Will Grant. I'm Maren McKinnon. Now, we draw, as always, our topics for discussion from the people we talk to, the people we talk to in our workshops and in our classes and all sorts of other places. And one of the things that we have had many, many times is, do I have to be an extrovert to communicate science? I can understand this. You know, there's a lot of people that, um, well, scientists are not necessarily extroverts by nature, but more and more we're seeing governments and universities and bosses telling us, you got to get out there and communicate. And does that scare people, Marin? I think it scares people even if they're introverted or extroverted. Look, I'll let you in on a secret. What? I'm an introvert. Oh, really? I am. You're an introvert and you've got a podcast and you, you teach <laughs> communication. I know, irony, right? <laughs> I can turn it on and I can turn it off. Like I'm maybe I'm, 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 I'm an ambivert. Is that really a thing, an it ambivert? Is, it is a thing. So you, like, you're an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert. I think I'm an extroverted introvert. I, like, don't, I don't believe in labels. I'm... Uh, uh, Oscar Wilde, you know, said to define is to limit. So I'm I'm post-category, post-label. I don't know. Maybe I'm – there's times when I'm an introvert. You know, you go to a party and it's like everyone's, everyone's cool and I'm scared. And there's times when you go, oh, it's all right. I can handle this sort of situation. Yeah, so fine. I don't actually believe that there are truly introverted and extroverted people. Mm, interesting. I could say, you know, what I reckon is there might be a bit of a spectrum. And I guess that there are people that in a, a lot of situations are scary to them. And other people that new situations aren't so scary. And yeah, that's that's introvert, extrovert sort of thing. But I think we can all be trained a little bit, can't we? Yeah, you certainly can be trained a little bit. Like a, there, you're right. There is a spectrum. Like someone's described introversion and extroversion of the as the north and south of temperament. Okay. And I think it very much depends on the context whether you're feeling introverted or extroverted. Like conferences for me, the the coffee breaks. Yep. Yeah, that that I just screaming heebie-jeebies. Hate. It. Really? You, hate. You, you it. hate the co- so. If don't, I don't know anybody there, I'm just like, oh, oh god, kill I'm, me. I'm standing just around looking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I have always hated it. Um, but a conference recently, I said, screw this. Um, have we decided if this is a swearing podcast or not? Well, well I think we'll, we'll draw <laughs> I, the line there. <laughs> <laughs> and and I just went, you know what? I, I'm sick of being that guy that's standing on the side there. Not, I'm just going to say hello to people. I'm just and, and I get that that's one of those things that requires pushing yourself out of that comfort zone. Mm. And, but coffee breaks can be really horrible when you're sitting around. I don't know anyone. This is a new field. I want to feel like I fit in. Yeah, I mean, it can be very frightening. And if you do have a job where someone says, right, you need to talk about your research, you need to be front and centre, if your natural preference is as an introvert, you prefer solitude, um, working quietly on something by yourself. Which a lot of scientists and researchers do. Absolutely. What's What makes us great? Yeah, we love sitting in a room just looking at stuff. <laughs> you know, our focus and our attention to detail, that's what gets results. But every now and again, we do need to bounce ideas off other people. And um, so I think... But if you do spend too much time, like I know if I deliver a workshop, I can flip the extrovert switch because you need that energy and you need to, you know, get the room engaged. But by the end of a workshop, I'm shattered. You're done? I'm done. Like I just, I need to sit quietly by myself for a very prolonged period. Like I'll even drive to work with no radio on. I know you ride and you listen to podcasts. You yep. like that constant, I need silence. Yeah, fair Just enough. need silence. So I guess the key is, no, you don't have to be an extrovert to be yep. an effective communicator. Then, uh, as 
we always say you've got to be authentic. You've got to be yourself. Fair enough. How do you flip the switch though? If you feel like, you know, you are the person that, um, that does like the quiet, quiet dark room, how do you flip the switch when you need to? How do you do it? Ah, oh, probably a buttload of training, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's just been like the way the way that I've been trained. Like I was thrown into the deep end. I had to do school shows for kids. Yep. And, yeah, you kind of really need a lot of energy. Uh, probably a lot of coffee. That was probably what I flipped my switch. Okay, coffee might help flick a switch. I think so long as your own enthusiasm and passion or whatever comes through, as long as you're authentic and true to yourself, if that comes through that's okay. Like you don't need to be Humphrey Bear or anything like that on stage. You just need to be you. It's good to push yourself and to be a little bit uncomfortable all the time. But if you actually stay too long out of your comfort zone, that actually depletes you. It's like, you know, picture a battery running out of charge. You do need to, um, you know, take, go back and reset. So if you do have a day of workshops or whatever else, where you are forced to be a little bit more extroverted than you normally would be, make sure you package in some self-care. So have a quiet weekend where you don't have a whole bunch of social stuff planned. Just allow yourself to recharge. If you want to read more or watch more, there's, um, a Ted talk called the power of introverts by Susan Cain. And she's written a book as well, but it's just really good about the power of introverts. And I think introverts probably do have a different angle because they're better listeners and they're Mm. watching, they're more observant. And so in a world that just won't shut up, everyone's got an opinion, everyone's got a social media platform. Introverts are actually spending a lot more time watching and listening and absorbing. And often they'll have a point of view that really is a little more nuanced and better. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. We don't want to frame introversion as bad. Introversion has has a lot of benefits. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's... What part of communication, it's not just about talking, it's about mm. listening. So you need introverts to show extroverts how to actually pause and listen to the other side of the story. So one thing I just want to ask, I guess this might be uh, one tip that you would provide, you know, when you're going out to that school audience, mm-hmm. when that first thing that was happening, or, or you're doing a lecture or you're doing a conference presentation, what's the one thing that transforms when you get out there on the stage, makes it an okay space as opposed to being the nightmare zone that I imagine a lot of introverts might think uh, that would be? For me, I take the focus off myself and how I'm feeling. Like there are some days I'm dragging myself out the front of a class or whatever else and it is like the last thing I want to do. And to be fair for my students, it's probably the last thing they want to do that day as well. But if I'm getting up there and showing, oh, I really don't want to do this, then the students are going to give that back to me as well. So I take the focus off myself, pay attention to the audience. Look at the audience. Look at the audience. Oh, my goodness. I know, revolutionary, right? Look at the audience and at risk of sounding a little bit parasitic, feed off them. Like if they're enjoying, if they're engaging, if they're asking questions, use that, build up your own enthusiasm that way. Be the parasitic feeder you want to see in the world. Absolutely. (laughs) Gandhi never saw that one coming. (laughs) No, no, he he did not see that one coming. This has been The Key Message, a podcast put out by the Australian National Centre for the Public Awareness of Science to help you communicate your research. I've been Will Grant. I'm still Maren McKinnon. Yeah, look.